Welcome to MBA in a Day, a brief, deep, and easy to understand place to get and apply important business concepts and principles, the same that are taught in top-tier MBA programs. I'm Professor Strausser, and in the 25 years that I've been teaching in elite MBA programs, I've noticed folks like doctors, attorneys, engineers, scientists, nonprofit executives, small business people, entrepreneurs, folks that are already well-educated, already smart, but may not have had the kind of business training that they need to be successful in their business or practice. So whether you're listening to this in your car, while commuting to or from work, on a plane, at the gym, on the beach, or just want to learn about business, let's get started with this episode's exploration of critical business concepts. This episode is about financial statements. Most every organization will keep records of the ins and outs of financial items using some kind of bookkeeping or accounting system. A financial statement is simply a way to summarize the daily activities of the organization into some sort of form that gives an overall picture of how the organization is doing financially. Financial statements become important not only for the business itself to see how it's doing, understand how it's doing, but also financial statements are used to communicate to other people how the organization is doing. So, for instance, if the organization is seeking a loan of some sort, one of the first things that a lender is going to be asking for is a look at the organization's financial statements. From those statements, they'll be able to uh, get a picture of how well the organization is doing financially. So we'll look at the three major financial statements without going really deep. For instance, if we were to um, really want to understand these, we'd probably suggest that you take an accounting course and you would spend weeks and weeks on each one of these and also, importantly, be able to tell how these financial statements relate to each other just so you get a basic understanding. So to begin with, let's take a look at the income statement. So an income statement for an organization is a summary of the activity of the company, the organization, in terms of its performing its daily duties, its regular kind of activities, it evaluates how well the company is doing, primarily relating how much the organization is taking in and how much the organization is spending in order to produce that income. Hopefully, the organization is taking in more than it is in going out to do its daily business. So the income statement is really about the financial health over a period of time. We have an income statement that can cover a month, an income statement that might cover a quarter or a year. Keep that in mind when we get to the next financial statement, the balance sheet, because the balance sheet is looking at something very different. 
So the income statement really is a, um, a statement of uh, profitability, statement of earnings. It's really about keeping score of how the organization is doing. Statements always for a specific period of time. And it's also helpful because by using specific periods of time, we can compare it against other periods. We can compare an income statement for this calendar year against the income statement from the prior calendar year. And as long as the amount of time is similar between one financial statement and another, we can see how we're doing relative over time. So our income statement for this year represents a profit of $200,000, and the income statement for last year showed a profit of $100,000. We can conclude that this year is doing better than last year. The format of the income statement is, is pretty simple. We start at the top with revenue. Some companies call it sales, but in some cases, a company may have money coming in that is both sales and it might be, you know, let's say it's a membership fee, but then there's sales of merchandise that are associated with that membership. So uh, the term revenue is a little broader and contemplates the fact that there may be different forms of income or money that is coming into the organization. This is being brought to you by MBA in a Day 2.0. Why spend years and $50,000 when you can get the recently updated classic business bestseller with easy to understand business principles and concepts, the same as those taught in top tier MBA programs. Listeners to this broadcast can save $5 off the $19.95 retail price by going to mbaintheday.com and entering the code MBA2.0. After we've summarized the, let's call it revenue for the organization, then it's time to think about the expenses. In obtaining this revenue, what kinds of costs did we incur? If we are producing something, let's say we're a manufacturer, the cost could be the cost of making the product or the cost of goods sold. If we are making shoes, for instance, the cost of goods sold would be things like the leather, thread, different materials that we use to make the shoe. If we're doing a service, there's a similar accounting for the costs that are associated with delivering that kind of service. The next category would be then the kind of overhead and administrative costs. So in our shoe factory, for instance, though we can identify specific costs of the materials that go into a shoe, we also have to account for things like insurance on the building. Uh, we have to account for things like the electricity. So those kinds of things aren't necessarily directly related to the production of each shoe. However, it's an expense of our shoe factory, our shoe business. 
we have to account for it, and it goes into the calculation of profit and loss. So very broadly, this would be called, you know, an administrative or overhead cost. We'll leave it at that because if we get really detailed into an income statement, we can be talking about all kinds of things like deferment of certain expenses. Or if we want to get very detailed, talk about things like depreciation, which is not an actual expense that we're writing a check for. However, let's say in our shoe manufacturing company, as an example, we have a sewing machine that has a life of 15 years. And we bought the machine in year one for, let's make it simple, $15,000. It's really not fair to burden that year's profitability with the entire cost of the sewing machine because the sewing machine we're going to be using for 15 years. Therefore, in our income statement, we may show something that looks like an expense of $1,000 for one-fifteenth of the $15,000 cost for that sewing machine. Looks like a cost, but we actually didn't write a check for $1,000. If we really want to see how the organization is doing, mostly from kind of a cash-in, cash-out kind of performance, we may ignore depreciation in order to really see how we're doing. Some income statements are looking at EBITDA. That's earning, earnings before interest, taxes, and amortization. What the company is doing in this case is they are somewhat condensing the income statement to show things that are really more directly related to that period. The next statement we'll look at is the balance sheet. So we talked about the income statement as being a look at the financial performance over a particular period of time. A balance sheet is a look at the financial health of an organization at a specific period of time, a very specific date in year, for instance. So we often think of the income statement as kind of like a, a movie that takes place over a certain amount of time, whereas a balance sheet is a snapshot. So we can use balance sheets, though, even though it's for one particular point in time, we can use them by looking at them historically. So we look at the change in a balance sheet from one year to another, although we have to understand that each of those statements reflects the condition of the company at a specific date in time. So the key players in a balance sheet are assets and liabilities. So in the asset part of a balance sheet, it really looks at the things that the company owns, uh, and it really reflects how well can the company withstand, say, some uh, adverse conditions. In assets are things like cash and maybe inventory and things that are valuable uh, for the company. Liabilities, on the other hand, are obligations of the company. They owe things. So it might be vendors that are owed money in the form of accounts payable. It might be 
loans that the company has taken out. If we compare assets against liabilities, hopefully we have more assets than we have liabilities. And if that difference is positive, then that reflects how much equity we have in the company. So think about it like when you uh, have a home, that you have a mortgage on that home, you think that your home is worth $100,000 on the market if you were to try to sell it today, and you have a mortgage that is uh, $30,000 on that home. Well, the home is an asset that is valued at 100000 The mortgage you have is a liability in the amount of $30,000. And so if you compare the asset of 100000 versus the liability of $30,000 in the form of a mortgage, uh, you could conclude that you have $70,000 of equity in your home. We can also break down these major categories into current and long-term assets, current and long-term liabilities. You read a balance sheet and you see current assets. Those are things that generally can be converted into cash within a year. So it might very well be actual cash that's in the bank, but it also might be things like inventory that you plan to be able to sell within the next year. On the other hand, we look at liabilities. We also have current and long-term. Under current liabilities, it might be that, let's say that we are buying materials that we are using in the operation of our business. Let's say we're making stuff, and we expect that the uh, materials are going to be converted to cash or sales of a product within a year, we would consider that a, uh, a current asset. If our business has taken out, a, let's say, a five-year loan uh, for the business, then that would be considered a long-term liability. Again, just like in income statements, there are lots of things that happen during the accounting process that affect the numbers, and we won't go into those uh, during this episode, but certainly most any basic accounting course or finance course uh, will spend sometimes weeks on each one of these things so that uh, <clears throat> there's a great deal of precision that is uniformly conducted in preparing financial statements so that when you look at a financial statement of one company, uh, because of uh, generally accepted accounting principles, you can be able to be assured or have some confidence that the way that these things are accounted for in one business may be similar to another business and allows you to make comparisons between businesses or organizations. The last financial statement to be covered is the cash flow statement. There are a lot of analysts and uh, people who evaluate businesses that put a great deal of importance on a cash flow statement. 
uh, and especially in newer businesses where the saying is that cash is king. So a cash flow statement is really a way to look at how money comes in and out of the business in kind of an unfiltered way without having a lot of accounting treatment applied to the way that money comes in and out. So a cash flow statement is really focused on the types of activities that create and use cash, which are things like, you know, operations of the business. Um, sometimes cash flow can be affected by things like simple timing. So, for instance, let's say that you are purchasing raw materials that you are going to be using in the operation of your business. Well, you may be paying cash for them now, but it may be a while before those raw materials are converted into products that are sold and that create cash. And conversely, sometimes there are things that take time in order to be converted into cash. So let's say that we've produced whatever it is that we sell. Now we've sold it, but the organization we sold it to is not going to pay us right away. They're going to take their time in paying us. That time difference also has a great effect on our cash flow. And because we need cash on a daily basis in order to operate our business, the cash flow statement becomes a very critical thing, especially from a managerial standpoint especially also from an evaluation standpoint. Uh, that is the way that other people, like bankers, lenders, and potential investors, that's how they often make their decisions about whether or not to get involved in your company or your organization. So that's a very quick overview of these essential business statements and financial statements. They can be very helpful in terms of managing your business or organization. And over time, most leaders and managers understand the way to utilize the different elements of these statements to help control, help manage the business. So, for instance, we have lots of ratios that are developed from some of the line items in our statements. And those ratios, whether they are within normal boundaries or worse, if they are outside normal boundaries, can help us make decisions, make changes that are necessary. Thank you for listening to this episode of MBA in a Day. Why spend years in $50,000 when you can get the recently updated classic business bestseller with easy to understand business principles and concepts, the same as those taught in top tier MBA programs. For listeners to this broadcast, you can save $5 off the 1995 retail price by going to mbaanaday.com and entering the code MBA 2.0.